0: Politicians, billionaires, Nobel Prize winners, TED speakers, celebrities, astronauts, and more. inspirational guidance, practical advice and concrete solutions. Our power chat starts now.:
1: Welcome to the 77th episode of the Five Questions Podcast. I'm your host Dan Shaw Bell, and my goal is to create the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is best-selling author Glennon Doyle. Born in Burke, Virginia, Glennon struggled with bulimia and addiction growing up and shared her experiences in her 2013 TEDx talk, Lessons from the Mental Hospital, which has been viewed over 3.4 million times. Her writing career started in 2009 with her blog, Momastery, which led to her first book, Carry On Warrior, that was selected as part of Oprah's book club. Glennon went on to write Love Warrior and her latest, Untamed. Aside from being an author and speaker, she's the founder of the all women led nonprofit organization Together Rising, which has raised millions of dollars for women, families and children in crisis. In this episode, Glennon shares some incredibly powerful life experiences and lessons that will both challenge and inspire you. Every successful person I've interviewed over the past 10 years has overcome significant work and life challenges, and it's the source of their courage, confidence and power. How have your struggles with bulimia and addiction shaped the person you are today?
2: Well, what I would say is that my recovery from bulimia and alcoholism shape who I am in every arena of my life. Sometimes I think that addicts are the lucky ones because we hit rock bottom. And so we get to experience recovery, which in itself is really just a re a recovering of yourself. Right? So many of us use the distractions like booze and food, but also, more acceptable distractions like snark and scrolling the internet and um, shopping and all the things we use so that we don't have to be left with ourselves and recovery gives us the opportunity to return to ourselves, to discover who we really are and to begin to live in integrity, which, which what, I, what I think integrity is, it has nothing to do with doing the right thing. It has to do with matching who you are on the inside, matching your inner thoughts and desires and emotions to your outer self, right? To um, kind of bridging that divide between the two selves, having those two selves be integrated, which is where the word integrity comes from. And I think that um, as an artist, you know, I have to speak from that inner self. That's what an artist does. If they're speaking with, from their representative self, That's not true art. So recovering my true self, which was recovery, is essential to being an artist. Living in integrity is essential to being a leader and an activist. Um, And showing up as my true self is essential to being a mother and a wife and a friend. You know, it's interesting the word you used, confidence. I think about that word a lot and what it means really is um, with fidelity. The Latin roots of those words are with fidelity. And so living in confidence, I think of as living with fidelity to self, to being true to yourself. And my sobriety taught me that and is the guiding force of who I am and my art and my activism and my relationships.
1: One of the biggest personal challenges we face in today's culture is the relentless pursuit of validation from others, which has been amplified by social media. How can we start trusting ourselves instead of striving to meet the expectations of the world?
2: If we want to trust ourselves, you have to discover yourself again, right? In order to start being guided by that inner voice, um, which I call intuition or God, or, um, the knowing, this thing we have inside of us that is constantly guiding us towards the next right thing. Um, we have to rediscover it. Um, we have to learn to listen for that voice again and the way we do that is we take some time each day to cut out, to stop all the outer voices. I think that um, in today's culture, we are being led towards more and more of an exterior life, which means we are constantly looking outside of ourselves, to our phones, to experts, to other people, to, to look for what to do next, when really that's another way of asking people for directions to places they've never been, right? Because we are each pioneers. No one else has lived the life that we are being asked to live. Um, Every single one of our lives is an unprecedented experiment. So I think that there is no map. We are all pioneers. And the only way to know what is next for us and begin trusting ourselves is to cut off all the noise on the outside and start to practice going within with some kind of stillness practice, which is just practicing looking inward for the guide instead of
1: outward for a map. I've heard from all of my friends that parenthood changes you and all of them say that you can't prepare for it. It just happens and you react to it. How has parenthood put your life in perspective, helped you deal with your past and made you a better version of yourself?
2: So parenthood is not the only way, but it is one way to avoid living an unexamined life. Uh, part of what I'm obsessed with right now is this process of untaming, which for me has a lot to do with what Walt Whitman said, that we should re-examine everything we've been taught in books, in church, in school, in the world, and dismiss whatever insults our own soul, right? Be- becoming untamed is examining these beliefs that that we've been just, just blindly swallowing our whole lives, our social programming. And what parenting does is you just have the look at this little person and you have this desire to to model for them, you know, what, what does it mean to be a successful human being? What does it mean to be a good human being? What does it mean to love? What does it mean to live fully? And in order to model those things and teach those things, you have to freaking figure them out for yourself. So for me, it was um, an opportunity to say, wait, what do I believe? If I wanna pass on the most powerful beliefs to these children, I have to figure it out for myself. And so first it does that and it, op- it offers us an opportunity to, to, to figure out what we really believe. And then I also think that it's offered
1: me an opportunity to heal. In your book, Untamed, you say the braver we are, the luckier we get. Can you explain what you mean by this phrase and give an example from your life when you got lucky by being brave?
2: Yeah. So first I would say, let's define what brave is, right? Because we're always telling everybody to be brave and we don't think about what that means so much. I think a lot of people say brave means being afraid and doing it anyway, but I don't think that's a good definition. I think there's a lot of fear can be a gift. And I think that um, always doing the, the bold thing isn't necessarily courage. I think there's a lot of braveness that is quiet and measured and careful, actually. Um, and I think that sometimes Doing what's brave can look like cowardice to everybody on the outside. I think brave is very personal. And so what I would say that brave is, is brave is listening to that voice on the inside and speaking it on the outside.
1: And what is your best piece of career advice?
2: Uh, My best piece of career advice is to value and love the people you are serving more than the product you are serving. For example, I just had to cancel an entire book tour and I um, canceled it because of the coronavirus but it was a pretty early call. It was a couple of weeks ago, so it was early on. It was a tough call to make. And I remember sitting in my hotel room and just crying, thinking, oh my God, this book, Untamed, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever created in my career. And now I have to cancel it. And then I realized that's not true at all. The Most beautiful thing I've ever created in my career is the community that I am giving this book to. And so I need to do whatever it takes to make sure that, that those people are protected, not that this book gets in their hands. And so I think when we make that priority, when we value and prioritize the people we are serving and the people we are serving with, our our employees, our um, employers, whoever these people are, we always end up in the right place. It might not be the right short term, might not make us the most um, money or um, opportunity in the short term, but in the long term, it builds up trust and trust is the only real currency right now.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Glennon. To follow her journey, you can read her book, Untamed, and find her on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where she shares daily self-help advice, family conversations, announcements, and pictures of her fans.